Welcome to this episode of the Product Led Podcast. This is your co-host, Ramly John, and I'm taking over for Wes for this episode. Today, I have Melanie Chrissy. She is the Product Marketing Manager at Full Story, and we talk all about user onboarding. She talks about the six onboarding mistakes that she experienced at Full Story and how you can avoid it. We also break down a bunch of different stuff for how they do onboarding at Full Story and the different kind of stakeholders that you have to manage there. So this is going to be a jam-packed episode full of actionable tips for you to take away. Now, before I do, I just want to let you know about what Wes and I are doing. We do onboarding workshops online for select companies. In those training, we will walk you through battle-tested onboarding frameworks that will help you create onboarding experience that convert without resorting to short-term salesy tactics. Now, through our history working with onboarding experiences for companies like Grow.com, Dynatrace, OutSystems, and more, we've seen inside more SaaS onboarding experiences than anybody on the planet. If you're interested about learning more about this, you can check it out at productled.com forward slash training, or you can find that link in the description. Well, enough about this. Let's jump in in my chat with Melanie. Hey, everybody. I am excited to chat with Melanie. She works at Full Story. This is Ramli, your host at the Product Led Podcast. I'm going to be taking over this episode. So how's it going, Melanie? How are things with you this morning? Things are going great. It's a nice sunny day here outside of Atlanta, Georgia. So it's been really nice. Yeah, same thing here in, in Toronto. Wes and I are both based out of Toronto, Canada. And it, the weather is it's summer. You know, it's coming and I'm excited about that. You know, let's jump right in. I, it, we're going to be talking a lot about uh, stuff that you talked about in the Product Light Summit with onboarding and mistakes that you made and then you know, w- what lessons people can learn from that. But before we do, can you share with the, the listeners who might not know what Full Story is? What, what is Full Story and what it's all about? Yeah, absolutely. So Full Story is a digital experience platform. Basically, it's a software product that's designed to help product people understand how their customers or users are engaging with their app or their website, whether that's a mobile app or a SaaS application online. And it's really, the product has evolved a ton over the last couple of years. I think people used to think about Full Story as a session replay tool, something they would use to watch how people interact with their product. But today, the platform includes um, some things I'd consider like product analytics. It has these really smart machine-trained capabilities. It can show you frustration signals or show you exactly which errors are causing your conversions to drop off. So it's a really powerful platform for people who just want to make their products better. And so I think it's it's a really exciting thing to talk about Full Story with the product-led community. Yeah, I'm really excited to jump right in. But you know, can you explain also your role and responsibility at, at Full Story? Sure. Yeah. So my role at Full Story has changed a ton over the last three years, even though technically my job title is the same. I work in product marketing. I'm a product marketing manager on a small team here. And when I got started at Full Story, I'd say my focus or charter was just like, it was very product-led. It was help the trialers, help people who are signing up self-service for Full Story, and make sure that they're adopting the product and seeing value. As the companies evolved and changed our go-to-market strategy, my focus now is more about just making sure customers and prospects know about our features. So taking features into the market and of course, supporting our sales organization, which is pretty new. We're going to be talking about that, how product-led can support sales. But, you know, I'm jumping into full story. I took a look at it. I signed up. Sorry, I might have messed up your metrics. I I saw your (laughs) sign up come 
through. I have a little Slack channel where I watch every oh, single shoot. sign up. And I was like, I recognize this one. That's cool. cool. <laughs> Sorry about that. But I, I noticed that I had to go to the pricing page to sign up for the free stuff. I know you gave, provided some context that this is new. The homepage main call to action is to book a demo. That seems like full story style focusing mainly on enterprise. Is that what's happening? Yeah, that's a really good catch. And so, you know, at Full Story, we're experimenting all the time. I would say that request to demo CTA is super new. Like we really only shipped that in the last two to three weeks here oh, wow. um, in terms of making that our primary call to action. So you caught us at kind of like a shift in our business. But you're right. I think, you know, in the past, our primary mode of operating was, hey, if we can just get people in a trial, they're going to understand immediately how magical Full Story is. And that was our primary call to action for a long time. Today, we are shifting what we're asking people to do first. Still possible to get a trial of Full Story. I see you found the sign-up link somewhere. <laughs> But the, really, it's, it's a little bit less about the fact that we are serving enterprise, although we're certainly serving the enterprise segment. I'd say, you know, if historically our early adopters tended to be people in SaaS or maybe even small businesses, today the people who are coming to ask us about Full Story happen to be more commercial companies and some companies that I'd even say are like capital E enterprise organizations. But the demo button thing is really just more about helping people see value sooner and like meeting people's expectations. Sorry, I'm rambling, but I, I think it's kind of an interesting thing to, to talk through. So when I first started working at Full Story three years ago, people would write into support and say, hey, can I get a demo? Wow. And we couldn't <laughs> even give them a demo because we didn't have enough humans on the other side to field all the requests. And I think what we realized was no matter what size company you are, if you want to talk to us, we want to have that conversation. And as we had more of those conversations, we realized, oh, it's actually really, really helpful to have a structured demo and conversation about Full Story because the product itself is so greenfield. Mm. You signed up for Full Story. So what was your impression when you signed in? Was it clear to you immediately what you should do with it? I had to install it, uh, the plugin. Mm -hmm. So I had to install the code. I installed it on ProductLed to like check it out. And then that's where I left off. It took a while for me to get it installed for the first thing to, to come through. So there was a little bit of delay. And I think, I think you're right. Sometimes having that conversation does provide value. Uh, and it, which leads me to the question, you know, does having that conversation help? Like, are you noticing that those conversations like the demo help people realize the value sooner before they even sign up for a free trial. Yeah, I think it can help motivate them to get through that moment, right? So you you experienced this. A full story, you know, the, all of the analytics and session replay that makes the magic of full story, it's instrumentation free. So mm -hmm. unlike, you know, other legacy tools you might use where you set a goal and you tag it and then you just get the data about those events, you know, we're going to capture every interaction on your website but in order to get that awesome thing to happen, you have to install this JavaScript mm. snippet. And that's a really big first ask um, in terms of like product-led products. Like it's super hard to get value or do anything if you can't get over that hump. So having the conversation to say, hey, first off, if you're not a developer or an engineer and you can't install this yourself, let's talk about what this is going to look like so that you can go have a conversation with your engineering team to say, hey, it's really worth putting this on our product. So that helps. 
And I think when people see that and then they know all the things they can do with mm, the data. And right. that's the other thing. It's like, even once you get the recording snippet installed with full story, it can be tempting to just sit there and hit play all day. You might not realize that you can build a funnel right. and do analysis oh, okay. or, you know, like build custom cohorts or segments. And so for folks who don't have in mind the hypothesis that they want to solve, Sometimes just, yeah, having a demo and a conversation can say, hey, like, what are your business initiatives right now? And like, did you know that Full Story can map to all of those? Anyway. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I think that leads me to the question about how people think that it's mutually exclusive. Like you're either fully sales or you're fully product-led. And you're kind of trying to shift this idea that there can be a middle ground to both, which leads me to the question of, you know, how can product-led growth kind of help the more traditional sales team with trying to grow the company. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, there are tons of tactics where these things can come together really nicely. One thing I will say we're doing to support our sales org, and this is super new. Like I just learned from um, my partners in ops and demand gen that we're reviving this this week. But the idea of a product qualified trailer or the Mm. product qualified lead, this is something that I learned about just listening. I think it was somebody over at Slack had shared something about their methodology for this. But you know, escalating those leads from the product when they engage with certain milestones to say, hey, someone just completed this really exciting thing in the app. It's probably a really good time to have a conversation. Those are going to be much more compelling uh, productive conversations than just like someone downloaded a white paper mm. on our marketing site. Not that there's anything wrong with like <laughs> content strategy as well. I think that's important, but you know, there's a really different stage. And so using the product engagements to do uh, qualification is huge. And then the other aspect is, you know, every salesperson at full story, I mean, they're really consultants. I kind of think of them as like just support people that can help you sign a contract, but you know, they're there to help you make sure that you get the most value out of your trial and like to make sure the product is actually going to do what you need it to do because they can use full story or, you know, if you had any other product analytics solution, when your sales team has access to that product engagement data, they can really have a more tailored sales conversation mm. and make sure that they're unlocking the parts that you didn't catch. So yeah. I think that, you know, product-led tactics. The other thing that we do, um, more I'm talking about, more I'm remembering the cool stuff that we've done, (laughs) is like use your app real estate to advertise features, Mm. right? You know, in product-led, it's often you want to guide users and maybe you do the self-service to like, hey, you can unlock more value if you add this to your subscription, right? That's really common. And hopefully you want to make that as frictionless as possible in the product. With sales, there's more friction, but you can still use to say, hey, in this part of the product, there's something here that you could have right. that could you know, be valuable. And let's go ahead and explain what that is to motivate you to talk to us about turning that on. Yeah. So those are, those are some things that we've been doing. It's just awesome. you know, giving our sellers yeah. access to the product data, using the app to advertise new features, and then using the app to qualify leads. Mm, that totally makes sense. And in terms of, you know, let's say there's a company that's like, oh, we're sales-led. We're always sales-led. We're never going to be product-led. I think that you made a good argument that, you know, you can enrich your demos better with product data and engagement like that. I want to jump and talk about onboarding. 
uh, you, you presented a great presentation on user onboarding on the product-led summit, which I'll, I'll link in the show notes. You know, before we jump into what it looks like now, can you explain what it looked like when you joined Full Story at 2007? I think that's what I read or I watched on that summit is that, you know, what did, what did the onboarding look like back then? Yeah. So in 2017, Full Story onboarding was very all over the place, literally. So you would come in, you would get hit with a pop-up modal, would ask you all this personal information about yourself. And then we would drag you through the app settings to say like, here, you need to go install this JavaScript. And it had like a little bespoke walk me tutorial. But all of the pieces of that flow were branded differently because they had been shipped into the product at different times by different teams with different goals. So what we did, and really like, I was just one person on a team of product owners and designers who were like, maybe we we broke this, let's streamline this. And so we set out to just simplify the flow for the users to ask for personal information more intentionally and to give them additional options for the recording install. So like we talked about, like that's the hardest part in full stories onboarding, the biggest hurdle people have to get over. So we said, a lot of the people are signing up, they don't have access to their code base. Let's give them an option Mm. to email their snippet to a friend, or let's make sure that they know they can install with Google Tag Manager if that's something they have. So we introduced some additional options. And then the other thing we did was, we simplified the top of the sign-up funnel. So when you go to Full Story, uh, even today, and you find the sign-up link or start free or to get a trial or to have a free plan, after you give us your email, we used to just dump you on the pricing page, oh. which was not like super <laughs> ideal. Like right. It would be like, awesome, go check your email. But all the pricing information was there. And we realized we were losing a ton of people in that moment. So we simplified that and just said, hey, if you give us your email, we're going to just say, go check your inbox. Mm. So that was the other the other thing we uh, we changed. No, those are some good changes. I didn't know that it was kind of all over the place and kind of hodgepodge together. I'm curious about that activation email. I'm, you know, there's some people who say that you should not do that. Some people say you should. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm curious if you're finding that there's a huge drop-off or it's actually enhancing the whole onboarding because you're validating the email and you're increasing the intent and with people who want to try out the product. Yeah. So that is super interesting to me. We've definitely thought through what would happen if we got rid of the activation email. I think because full story right now, we, we accept all emails. Like it can be a Gmail. We don't at this moment in time, don't ask you that you have to give your work email. Mm. We get a ton of spam. And so for security reasons, I mean, like literally we see people like, I don't know if it's ad fraud or what's going on, but it's like people are using other people's email addresses to sign up. Mm. So that activation is really a like security measure to protect those people (laughs) to make sure that like, Hey, you're only signing into full story. If you gave us your email on purpose Uh, and it protects those email holders to have a moment to say, wait a second, I don't know what this is, right? So part of it is about security and just managing spam. That's like just a trade-off that you have when you have a product that people can sign up for on their own. But we do see a huge drop-off in the activation. Like, so only 68% of people who sign up for Full Story click the link from the email to log in. Mm. And that's, I mean, that's a huge drop-off. And then there's another drop-off of people who click that link and log into their account, right? Right. Part of that is because of spam. Part of it's because of accidental signups. But 
I think in my mind, I'd rather have that drop off right, right there at that moment than get those people in the product and then have, you know, cause really you're just moving where that drop off right. is going to happen. Yeah. And you're adding noise, I think, right? If you yeah. get to the product, it's like, oh, is there something wrong with the product or did we mess up this part? But now we know that maybe they weren't, you know, maybe it's spam, right? Maybe it's other things that they weren't really intending to, to check it out. Yep. I want to talk a little bit more about that, about, you know, you, you've seen the change in the onboarding. You talked about a lot of the, the positive changes. Were there any negative difference to the user onboarding that happened while since 2017 to now that while you're at Full Story? Yeah, absolutely. So if our immediate goal in 2017, 2018 was to streamline onboarding, I think the problem is that over time, more and more stakeholders across the business need different data Mm. points, right? And the onboarding became this place where it was just easy to say, like, (laughs) let's ask for something else or let's move those fields up front because we want to get it into our marketing automation system a little sooner, you know? And, uh, because of the iterative nature of product, we didn't always have resources to go back in and like clean those things up. So it just got really bloated over mm. time. And every single step, I mean, every field that you add, if you don't pull one out, you're introducing more friction. Mm. It's going to affect your rates to magic moments, right? right? So we saw that, you know, every single little field that got added along the way affected our success that just kind of is what it is. I'm curious. Yeah, that was one of the things that you presented at the product-led summit is that, you know, sometimes that the sign-up can get overbloated. You talked about, you know, sales. Added. Were you able to prevent the onboarding to become overbloated from requirements from other teams? Like you talked about sales re- requesting, maybe let's add the phone number there so we can call them yeah. or the marketing wanting an attribution survey or it was more like, oh, this, we can't fight this battle. Let's win another one. Yeah, I mean, I would say we definitely lost every battle. <laughs> really, there were compromises made. I think the phone number field in particular, I remember just wringing my hands over it, right? Because like I'm coming from a product-led mindset. I believe in no friction. I don't give anyone my phone number on the internet. Like, Ramley, I wouldn't even give you my phone number. And like, I trust you. We're talking, right? But I'm like, who would, who would do that? So we ended up making it an optional field. So like, hey, you only give us your phone number if you want us to call you because that's what my sales reps are going to do if you put that phone number field in there. But it's amazing. Like I was super wrong about that. I thought it was going to affect our, I thought it was alienate our customers. I thought the engineers were going to bounce right off the signup page. More often than not, people give us their, their real phone numbers in that field. And uh, so that was really surprising. It's something I learned in that experience. That is surprising. Wow. I didn't yeah. expect that. I thought, <laughs> yeah, you're right. So you talked about that phone number. Do the sales team call all the people who provide the phone number or they wait a little bit? How do they qualify who they're going to call? Yeah, I mean, I think that is something that we're evolving right now. So I don't want to speak for the team and like give some misinformation about the way we're operating. But it definitely, you know, if somebody gives us their phone number and consent to call them, we're going to put it in our system and make sure that if they look like somebody that aligns with someone's certain like territory or area of focus, that they get in their queue to at least have a conversation. But I think what we're going to end up doing, at least based on what I heard the other day, is you know maybe not call every single person, <laughs> but call people when either when there's an account match where it's like, hey, you're obviously working with a company that would be an ideal fit for this product, and when they complete certain milestones mm-hmm. in the app. 
Because the other thing is there are tons of engineers and developers and, and just other folks who want to try full story under the radar. And maybe they want to put it on a side project or maybe they want to check it out on their blog before they go make a case to take it to their VP of product or something. And we want to give those people space as well. So, you know, we may see some changes in the way that we respond to the information we get. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. If you have the people there, you can give everybody a call, but you know, this is sometimes not possible. Yeah. I want to talk a lot about that presentation that you that you presented. You know, now that you've looked back since 2017 working on on the user onboarding, what were those six onboarding mistakes that people should have avoid in their product led businesses and you know, how can you help them out with that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think there were like eight different things in that presentation. I, I'm going to try to remember like six of them for this call. But I mean, I think if I were starting onboarding over again today, number one is don't ask for data you don't need. Mm. Like if you're not using the data, rip the field out. And that's something I hope that we'll be able to do this year at Full Story, actually. We were asking for some information that like, we don't use in our qualification process in any way. So we were just creating more friction for the customer without any benefit to them. Bad form. We should fix that. Some of the other ones are, and I'm actually going to pull up the list. So yeah, make sure, sure I like knock through them all. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So don't force the technical setup before showing value and think about the ways that you can show value, right? Because sometimes it's something you can do product led, totally self-service. Maybe you put a video there, maybe you um, put like an interactive demo there, or maybe you do what we're doing is have a conversation. Number three is don't ignore mobile. So this, especially if you're like us and you send activation emails, people are going to complete their sign up from their phone. So just don't, like, I feel like one of the big mistakes we made is we simplified and streamlined and did single state design, but we didn't make it mobile responsive. <laughs> so don't make that mistake. Don't shoehorn in unrelated things, you know, push back with your stakeholders. Don't target the wrong users. None mm. of the onboarding stuff matters if you're getting the wrong people signing up. We talked a little bit about that with like right. spam, but it could just be people who are not a good fit for your product. And don't stop at the aha moment. So make sure you're continuing onboarding, which is, this is something please do as I say and not as I do. So like I've found in practice, like doing the thing where you're continuing onboarding way harder than I thought it was going to be. I was like, there's so many products out there. We'll just go find something and do some walk me tutorials or like add some modals. Like not all of those solutions are going to work with every product. There are huge limitations with some of those in terms of like how you can instrument right. um, based on your app URL paths. So that has been surprisingly like one of the biggest struggles is just how do we continue onboarding for every person who joins an account? And, you know, actually we didn't talk about this, but this is something I want to make sure we cover okay. this conversation, which is thinking about supporting sales led, thinking about supporting enterprise the biggest thing you can do in terms of product-led tactics is make sure you're designing an onboarding process for the people who are invited to accounts. Mm. Can you think about why that would be important? More important than the person who signs up the first time. Yeah, so that they can probably help out those folks better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we want to help those folks. But so here's, here's a thing to think on, especially if you're doing product-led with sales work or especially if you're doing it uh, with more enterprise customers. The stakes are high with those huge deals. Mm. When those contracts come up in a year, in two years, 
if your users are not adopting the product, it's like starting the sales cycle from day one. Mm. And I think a lot of product managers, they will say, you know, we don't really have to worry about the customer experience or user experience with this feature because we've got customer success that can go train them how to do that. Well, like customer success, their job is not to train people how to work around your bad product design. Their job is to understand the strategy that person has, whether it's like getting promoted or hitting a target and like help them achieve that. Right. And so I think, especially when you're serving enterprise, you need an intuitive app design and you need to onboard every single person who joins that account because there's turnover in those orgs Yeah, and your power user or champion that you sold to could be long gone when that contract comes up and maybe your competitors are chomping at the bit trying to get in in that account. So especially for people who are joining accounts, like you can't, I'm ranting, but you can't, no, get on a, you can't get on a plane to go meet every enterprise user who joins an account, especially not right now, mm. right? So use your product as a way to get in front of those joining users and turn them into champions. It will right. help you prevent churn in the future. That's so good. I think that's a good point to make. Like, you know, if you do your job well with user onboarding, then down the road, you're right. It does reduce the churn and it does help grow the business because churn is one of the biggest killer for, for SaaS businesses, right? Absolutely. Thank you for that rant. I think I wish people would rant some more because that would make my job easier and get people more excited. I want to talk about full stories onboarding and what does the future look like? You know, you, you're oh, yeah. talking a lot about stuff that's happening. What's next? What are some of the things that you're excited about experimenting with the user onboarding for full story? For sure. So it's funny. I just went on this rant about how you got to onboard every user who joins an account. Uh, I've got a partner in customer marketing who is thinking really big about that right now. So I think we're going to be rolling out our own version of that, whether it starts with an email sequence or maybe even in the future, some real product-led interactions to help drive engagement as people join orgs. Um, But the other thing is we have launched a new feature at Full Story. You heard me talking about how it's like instrumentation free and it collects every digital interaction that happens so that you can report on it. This year, we've launched a new feature that is private by default. So it allows you to do all of that instrumentation free installation while also masking at the source any data that would be personal or potentially sensitive. So this Mm. is huge. It's flipping the paradigm instead of going through and excluding elements that you know might be credit card fields or something you don't want. It's all masked by default and you're only whitelisting what's safe. But in order to roll out like a huge groundbreaking shift like that, right? That's really different than how you experienced Full Story when you signed up the other day. We're going to have to work that into our onboarding flow to teach people like, hey, here's what's happening. We're getting every interaction, but we're masking everything at the source. You need to choose what's safe to pull over, Mm. you know, and that's going to be a little bit more friction that is going to be better for businesses to protect them and have less risk for them, but also to protect their end users and make sure they feel good about businesses using full story. So that's going to be a huge onboarding shift for us in terms Mm. of how do we teach people about this kind of complex data specific privacy forward topic in that moment when they're trying to get set up as quickly as possible. That's great. I actually noticed that and I'm curious, you know, multiple times during the onboarding, I know there was some message or a pop-up that showed about privacy. That's a form of objection handling, I'm guessing, during the onboarding or was that it, it was very deliberate. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's a huge tenet of of our core values at Full Story. You know, we really empathy and clarity. Like, we want to make sure that we're being empathetic for not just the businesses who want to understand their users, but the users on the other consumers, like us on the other side, right? So, privacy has always been huge for us, but we're going to be a lot more deliberate and I don't know forward thinking. I think about the way that we enforce it in our accounts. That totally makes sense, and just. As I wrap up, one question I love asking is if you had one advice to somebody who's working at a company right now and they're in charge of user onboarding, what would be your advice to that that person? Oh my gosh, my one advice. Okay, well, this is completely self-serving, but it's true. This is what I would tell somebody at the bar. I'd say, go sign up for Full Story and put it on your product. (laughs) Because honestly, everything that I know about our onboarding for our product and everything I know that's wrong with it is because I was able to build my funnels in full story, see the conversion drop off at every step mm. from the campaign all the way through to product engagement and to see the user struggles along the way, you know, facilitating a conversation with a designer or a product team to say, hey, I need a whole sprint of your time to fix this mm. is a lot easier when you have a visual representation right. of the customer's experience. So be customer centric. If it's not full story, go get something else. Go get, you know, Heap or Hotjar or whatever it is that is going to fit into your budget. Go get something because you, you've you got to have data. Awesome. No, that's great. That's perfect. Yeah, and I would encourage them to sign up for full story. It was pretty easy to, to set up and use. Yeah. Just one final question. Where can people find out more about you? Uh, uh, you know, people wanted to sign up for full story. Where, where do you want them to go? Yeah, of course. So I'm easy to find online. If you're interested in talking products led, I'd love to meet you. I'm easy to get a hold of on LinkedIn, on Twitter. I talk a lot about customer experience. So if you want to talk product customer experience, hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Melanie Chrissy. Chrissy is C-R-I-S-S-E-Y. And of course, if you're interested in signing up for Full Story, you can go to fullstory.com slash signup. That'll take you straight to the free trial page. And when your trial ends, you can downgrade to free or you can talk to us and we'll help you find the plan that's right for your business. Awesome. Thank you so much for chatting about onboarding and you know, product-led growth. Of course. It was really, really great to talk with you today, Bramley. 